Hello, you're listening to WKNC 88.1 HD1 Raleigh. This is an episode of The Strip Down with DJ Ocean Spray, and today I'm here with the UNC-based band Brawless. So can you guys introduce yourselves with your name, role in band, major, and where you're from? Hi, everyone. I'm Dee, but my actual name is Deanna, Deanna Garst, and I grew up <laughs> in um, Connecticut. Um, I studied the saxophone. I'm a music major who primarily focuses on jazz in school. And I also play saxophone and braless and like sing for sometimes. For yes. sometimes. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, sweet. My name is <laughs> Chloe Winchester. I'm from Charlotte area, specifically Huntersville. And in school, I'm studying music and French. And in braless, I play mainly electric guitar and sometimes bass a little bit. I'm Will Poteet. Uh, I am, I was born in Augusta, Georgia, and I come from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I study religion at UNC, and I play bass, and sometimes guitar, and sometimes sing with Brawless. Heck yeah. Okay, um, hi, I'm Izzy Steinke. I'm also from Asheville, North Carolina, though I was born not in Augusta. I was born in Asheville, okay? Mm. <laughs> and um, I'm studying environmental science with a minor in geography, and I play the drums. I've dabbled in other things, but I think I've settled down here. Yes. And my name's Sarah Lorenzi. Uh, I'm lead vocals for Brawless. My major, double major in physics and Spanish literatures and cultures, uh, and I am hailing from Charlotte. And I'm also representing, who is not here, another guitarist of ours, Samuel J. Ellington. He hails from Gastonia, North Carolina, and he is a little nerdy math major. Yeah. We miss him. We but. love him. So can you guys tell me a little bit about how the band formed? Oh boy. Our favorite question, I, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so picture this, UNC Dining Hall, where all great ideas are born. Me and Chloe are getting lunch. You know, it's a nice little lunch. A little gray, but you know. Lunch nonetheless. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I really don't have any way to do music or any way to participate in the performing like I used to love. And Chloe was like, dude, what'd you say? What'd you say, Chloe? I don't know. I was like, maybe we should like do something about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe we should like make a van. Yeah. And, and Dee and I lived in our little um, dorm together freshman year. Craig, shout and, out. Yeah, gotta love Craig, Krusty Craig. Yeah. Um, but Dee played saxophone all the time, and I was like, we should make a band. I play guitar, Dee plays sax. Sarah's an amazing vocalist. Mm -hmm. Let's just like see what we can do. Cut to the Craig Courtyard just a few weeks later. I'm meeting all the biddies in the suite. Mm -hmm. We're getting all together. And uh, we just start jamming in the courtyard, seeing what we want to play, seeing what we want to do. What did we do? What were, what were some of the first songs we did? Oh, my God. Was it like Hotel California? I yes, wow. yes. And we slowly had people coming up from the grass outside yeah. of their dorm, some people yelling at us to be quiet. Yeah. I feel uh, like it was a Frank Ocean song or two in there. I just mm -hmm. can't remember. Dream a little sure. dream Maybe also. Because that was a song I played a lot in high school. Yes. Mm -hmm. When I used to practice, and Sarah loves Frank Ocean. Oh, so. right, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. I do. I mean, Frank we all Ocean. do, but, you know. Oh, mm -hmm. At one time. And, yeah, yeah, and that was our first rehearsal. Uh, it was just a couple of us, yeah. yeah, and being a student band, you know, we have had many people come and go, and so now we look a lot different, but that's where we started, that's our roots, is mm -hmm. playing for the people. Outside. Right. Outside. Mm -hmm. Playing whether or not the people wanted it. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There were lots of people mad that we were making noise. Yeah. <laughs> it was like we the middle apologize. of a day on a yeah. Monday or something, I don't even remember, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so how long have you guys been a band? This would have been two years ago. Our first yeah. show ever was two Januarys ago, so we just passed our two-year anniversary. Yay! Mm -hmm. Congratulations! What two? What two? <laughs> and how did you guys uh, land on the name Brawless? Oh, yeah. yeah. Another story. story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So many so stories today. This one was me and Dee were walking in opposite directions from... Classic Dee and Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my gosh, we met up, and we were like, talking about we need a name for this band it's kind of it's getting up it's getting a little bit faster we need to figure out a band mm -hmm. name um so we're just brainstorming and i think we saw like a sticker on the pole outside of the src yeah and it inspired something and i we were just throwing out nouns and i was like brawless yeah what was and the we picture both, of we both happened to be brawless that day too mm. and we were like yes we look so good we're slaying right now yeah. who needs bras like who right. needs them? Right, right, right i mean sometimes they're practical but like i was like whatever and then we were like, <laughs> Brawless, the name, I think. Did a little eyebrow raise. Yeah. And we were like, Brawless? 
That could be good. Be good and then name. we texted the original Braless group chat, and we were like, hey, how do y'all feel about Braless? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. At least for now, it'll be a placeholder. And then we thought about how good the branding was and about how good, like, you can get so much attention from that name. Like, when you hear the name Braless, it provokes questioning mm-hmm. and, like, sometimes confusion. Sometimes I was about to say, I, people, people are, like, Braless, <laughs> like, and then, like, I have to spell it out. I'm, like, bra less. Like, yes. no bra. Like, sometimes you even spell, like, the actual, like, B-R-A. Like, people, for some reason, especially I've had this experience with men, where they just can't <laughs> wrap their head around No, when they see it written first, they're like, barless? Yeah. <laughs> what does no, that mean? Bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what does that yeah. mean? And I'm like, come on, you guys. <laughs> I feel like it's not that hard. I don't know. That's a word that you say yeah. normally. So yeah. just to clarify for the audience, the mm-hmm. SRC, the Student Recreation Center, the name came up into fruition outside of the student gym? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were getting swole. Um, there was a sticker, and it said something, like, crude on it. Yeah. And... I don't know. It just inspired something, yeah. I guess. I don't spark. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The gym is so inspiring for us. <laughs> <laughs> Big braless motto. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so what is your, like, personal journeys with music? Like, have you been playing music for a long time or listening to a mu- music for a while? Definitely. I would say I started, like, obviously we all listened to music in the car as a kid. And I feel like all of us are very musical people, have always had that sort of special connection to where we... It was something that we knew we wanted to do. I personally, I did a lot of singing in choir when I was in middle and high school and went to Carolina for music. And it, you know, it just kind of, it was the natural creative outlet. It was the, the, you know, I didn't, I wasn't there for the start of the band, but mm-hmm. when I got the opportunity, it was like, yeah, no way I'm passing this up. Yeah, it was so awesome. Well, because we were talking a lot of, oh, in the beginning, uh, kind of like I said before, we were like, there are no music spaces that you can like really be a part of in college that aren't like nine to five rehearsal every yep. day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> yep. And, you know, being a busy student, being a full-time student, it's really hard to commit to something like that. And so to be able to create a space where people can come and play music for the love of it rather than for... Uh, whatever else people play music for I don't yeah, know money like fame and pretentious really reasons yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I mean I don't know about anybody else but I was a theater kid in high school so sure, <laughs> sure. Had yeah. to, I don't know if I want to admit that on air but I am I am represent be proud and uh, yeah I had always loved it but I was always typecast into roles that I didn't want to play and yeah. so like what? like what I don't really want to say okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's just say some of us were understudies for Snoopy <laughs> um, I won't say who. Revealing secrets right now. Um, yeah, you know what? That's, I'm giving this to the NC State campus, okay? Mm-hmm. But think, Oh, sorry. No, sorry. no, no. Go for it, Chloe. I was going to say, I think the cool thing about Brawless is that everybody in Brawless has their own like musical journeys mm-hmm. outside of the band. Yeah. And it's an outlet where we all come together and enjoy music together. But like personally, I am a music major, and I'm starting to do uh, classical conducting, which is very different from what Braless does. We do not play classical music, if you've ever heard us play. Not yet. Um, <laughs> not yet. One day, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. But I think that fact that we all have our own like different musical educations in some way and musical history um, really contributes to how interesting our sound is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, um, continuing to answer your question, we've kind of been doing it zigzagged, but that's the way it is, you know. <laughs> um, I personally started playing saxophone in fifth grade Um, The stand-up bass was my first choice in fourth grade, but shout-out to my parents. They didn't want me to play it. (laughs) Love you guys. Patty and They said, we see something else for you. It was big, and it was very expensive, Um, and they didn't want me to have to carry that on the bus every day, so they really were looking out for me. That was so real of them. Yeah. Yeah, For real. That sounds heavy enough, man. Yeah, they didn't know how committed I would be, and then they saw me with the saxophone, and every single day I brought it home from school. There was not a single day that I didn't bring that home and have it in my hands right when I got out of school, like during lunch, like everything. It was just an obsession immediately for me. Um, And so I've been playing my entire life since fifth grade. Um, And I came to college for music. That's the only reason why I wanted to come to college, just to like practice the craft and get better at it. My high school band program, like she was amazing. But coming to college, I'm working with shout out Rashawn Barber and Heidi Radke. They are the most incredible mentors in the entire world, and they just have brought my playing to an entire new level. I had to shout them out. I love them yeah. so no, much. No, you they should shout the them out. Me, they so. are great. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's my experience personally. And I feel like for me, I 
was kind of honestly the opposite. I played, you know, I played a lot of stuff. I did classical piano starting at the age of five. I did jazz saxophone in middle and high school, and I did classical bassoon, and I did um, some drumline stuff, too, which has got me started on percussion. And um, our band program at my high school was, I would say, very advanced, and it was very competitive, and our band director was very tough on us. You know how it goes. I feel like if there are any band kids listening, you probably understand Um, And so he kind of beat it into my head that UNC was not of the caliber of a music school that I should go to, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, kind of a donkey donk, you know, but (laughs) whatever. It has changed. the last two years, Mm -hmm. I must say. So he maybe, yeah. Maybe he was right for the time, but not anymore, you know. But so that means that when I got here, I really didn't continue my music education pretty much at all. And it left a sizable, if not, yeah, really huge hole in my psyche and my being um and so braless was a really good chance for me to kind of step into that creation zone again because it was something that was really missing from my life so really grateful to be here Yay. yeah and so you guys are really loved by the unc community um what has that experience been like like with all that support weird it's been crazy <laughs> actually yeah. let me say me and will were driving just on the street one day windows down in the car talking at a volume that we would now, and we were like, blah, 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 braless. Somebody walks across the street and goes, braless, braless, I love braless. Watch the back show, you guys. And I was like, what? Yeah. I have no idea who you are. Micro <laughs> celebrity. Yeah, yeah. micro. Yeah. No, the support has been, I, there's just something about the community that we attracted right from the start. Yeah. That was, and I think that was what has determined our success so far that and like just the friendship that we have and our passion for music individually and as a band but like the first crowd that we drew (laughs) at that justice street show like the energy was so incredible everyone was so engaged and so forgiving if there was any mistakes or any bumps or anything which there wasn't a lot of People just mm-hmm. embraced that. No. <laughs> I was going to say, stay humble, queen. We for, no, for the start, like, for our first show as a band, like, our chemistry carried us, and the chemistry yeah. of the crowd just, like, propelled us. And since then, every show, people are just incredible and attentive and it's wonderful. excited. It's crazy. What's it's awesome wonderful. is everybody's just as, as excited as we are. I think yeah. what mm-hmm. I think we have is that we are so excited to play every time. This mm-hmm. is a space that we created to be able to play and each and every one of us are excited to commune with the music and each other on mm-hmm. stage. I mean, when we're playing, we're do we do a lot of improvising on stage, I would say, so and much. I think that's part of the fun and part of the draw. And we just have so many friends supporting us that whenever it's, I think one of our last shows that we were at, it was just all of our friends in the audience <laughs> watching us, you know, goof yeah. off on stage. And it was just a really good time. It was and wonderful. So it can be strange, but it's uh, it's helped me grow a lot and it's helped me meet a lot of beautiful people that I never would have met. Yeah. So. Definitely. Yeah. It reminds me that people, even if you do mess up, people don't really care. And no. they just like love who we are because they're friends and people are just really, really supportive, which is Something that's really refreshing because the music, um, like music school is a little unforgiving maybe. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just really hard. Um, so having such a supportive uh, fan base is really a breath of fresh air, I think. I feel like part of also, just one last note, part of the draw too is just in all of that, I feel like we are kind of unique because we are so genuine, I think. We're yeah. just being ourselves up there and I feel like that is part of what is so special. We always said community, like Braless is for community. I think that's one of the first things that we really wanted to make known about us is that Mm -hmm. music is a community. You shouldn't feel left out of it. You shouldn't feel, you know, burnt out on, you know, passion and communication and love, you know, because that's what music is. You know, you're trying to reach some sort of goal. You're trying to obtain some sort of skill. But at the end of the day, it is for sharing life. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to do when we're bringing show. And I think people see that. Yeah. And I'm glad that they do. You know, I'm glad that message got across. It's kind of yeah. crazy that people want to come to our shows and listen to us. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they always do say that music is a universal language. And it's yeah. true. So, Amen. Sorry yeah. to get a little deep there. No, know. I love that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I'm going list- to re-listen to that after this recording comes out a million times. <laughs> Sit on it. Meditate on yeah, it. Yeah, literally. Um, and so you guys released a cover of Midnight in Harlem uh, in December. What made you guys choose that as your first, like, recording to release? Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, it started because Sarah and I were going up to Asheville. I think we were 
driving in Will made us that road trip playlist. That yes, was our first time hearing yes, yes, Midnight yes. in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Will just like sent us a playlist and was like, hey, I think you're going to like this stuff. Where'd you find that song, Will? The That song specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's yeah. a video, the guy who plays in the Tedeschi Trucks band, Derek shout Trucks. Out. Mm-hmm. Shout, sure. out. shout out. Shout uh, out. You say his name is Derek Trucks? Derek Trucks. Dude, that's yeah. an what a awesome good name. last name. <laughs> I would Graham feel. Allman's nephew. There's a video of him playing live at some concert and he's sitting next to bb king and john mayer oh my and god he plays yeah. this slide guitar solo and it's gorgeous and it's amazing and he's is know. it a swamp raga no it's uh, just like a different song okay it okay. sounds like oh okay 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 um but at the end he finishes and bb king is like that's the best i've ever heard it and like you know bb king says that to you bb king you is have the something one special and yeah yeah after yeah. that point it was just like oh well i wonder this Derek Trucks guy, Tedeschi Trucks, and I just found the song through whatever. And then but I think we all fell in love with it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, there's this beautiful, like, five-minute-long intro that's just him absolutely crushing Shredding. some sort of song. Oh, it, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I think the the free form of that song, because we love to mix it up and not know what we're doing, uh, <laughs> we love the ability yeah. to have yeah. a free form structure. Um, and there's just a beautiful sound to that song that I have not heard in a long time. Like when I heard that, it struck a different chord in my <laughs> yeah. soul. So there is a version of that song that Tadeshi Trucks does, and it's called the Swamp Raga version. And in Fire. Hindustani classical music, there's like a song is the equivalent to a rag. And so I am taking this class, and we're learning about Hindustani classical music. And we're listening to this rag. It's called Rag Bihag, and I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds exactly like that song, the intro to that song. And then I realized it's a swamp raga. So it's based on um, that drone note underneath, which I think is a D. Um, it's droning don't underneath. Don't ask me. <laughs> don't then, look at me. I don't know. <laughs> and then the bandish, which is like the melody line that's expanded upon in improvisation, is so, so similar to that. So I looked up Tadeshi Trucks, and he actually studied at a school, I think it was in San Francisco. And it's a Hindustani classical school. And I was like, I totally hear that oh, in his wow. playing. It just shows. Yeah. 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 Beautiful and mix. Yeah. I think the person who made that school is Ravi Shankar, who played. Oh, no wow. way. Yeah. Yeah. Who plays uh, the Rag Bihag in a really cool way. So yeah. did not cool know I had this lore. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is awesome. Yes. Honestly, just also, a t- I feel like that's kind of a testament. Not that we went specifically for the, the Rag and stuff, but like just a testament to all the different like styles of music that we like and yeah. like yeah. how mm-hmm. that all kind of came together to we made our own raga in the beginning it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. different but and it's very much influenced yeah. by it yeah yeah and when we play it live i feel like too what is our runtime like we play like an 11 minute yeah. version yeah. of this <laughs> live because we start with a what do you call it when the saxophone is playing by itself in the oh, beginning a cadenza a cadenza <laughs> yes d was I like love, i need my cadenza yeah, moment i have never gotten a cadenza so far in jazz band and i was like because all the baddies in jazz band saxophone baddies have gotten their own Cadenzas, and I was like, you guys, this turn. is yeah. my turn yeah. in Brawler's saxophone cadenza right now. And they said yes, and it was awesome. It was our first show back because we took last semester, we kind of took like a little break to regroup and refine our sound because we were doing so many gigs that we kind of stopped focusing on just like individual development, group development of sound. And it was our first show back, and the first thing we started with was like, a five-minute saxophone cadenza. Mm. It was the first thing we put out into the world. We again. like the drama. We do. Yeah. We love drama. We love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just in the music, though. That is so awesome. And so, like, what was the recording process like uh, for that song? It was fun. It yeah. was yeah. a lot of fun. That was our first time ever doing anything live in this, like, in the studio. You know, because mm-hmm. we're all we're so used to live music, so that was definitely a different feel. But um, we had a, a friend reach out to us who is also in the music school who was doing this recording class. We and she was like their Instagram, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was going to say uh, her name is Laura. I don't know. Laura Coffee. A L O R A underscore C O F F E Y. Yes, that is their they Instagram. Are an angel. Yes, amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. And they helped us mix and master this. And uh, so we basically had a bunch of room mics in this like kind of classroom. It had a it couple was, of yeah. like, these little uh, the cubes that y'all got in here. Sound blocks. They're over there. Yeah. They're over there too. Yeah. And so we had some of those. So I was like, wow, this is real official. And they pulled out this big soundboard. And then we uh, we did one version where all of us were playing live together. 
and then I was mouthing the words to everybody so we could stay on track. Um, <laughs> and then we got to record over it too. So I got to do the whole thing where I go behind the booth and I have the headphone on one ear yes. and I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to sing on the track because I forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. Oh, nice. Hey, you should do some Rallis vocals. Come on. Um, but it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was very different than playing live. Yeah, because mm. we, I think we kind of identify. Okay, well, we're like genre less. That's what we always kind of come to a conclusion because everyone is like, what genre do y'all play? And the answer is like 40 million ones. So, but I think part of our influence is definitely jam band because we love a good 40 minute solo. Mm -hmm. I specifically, me, push that a lot. I do that. (laughs) I will be like, for literally forever. They, you know. But yeah, so what was my point in that? Live music. We've honed our skills. Uh, our specialty is more live music as opposed oh, to Oh, yeah, there you go. I forgot. That's where we started. Yeah. yeah. So we definitely are like, we were curious how we were going to sound in a recording space where you only have a certain amount of time before the song gets too drawn out in a like studio. I think that's what we found. So Different energy in a studio different. than it is yeah. when you're in front of an audience totally. hyping you up. You know? Yeah. But we, we did good, I think. So... I think we did pretty just, good. I would different. say we did pretty it decently. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy to hear us come back out at you know, like you can yeah. click on the Spotify thing, but it's us yeah. instead of them. Like it's so what? Crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, we're a little starstruck. I think still, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take a quick break to listen to the Brawless cover of Midnight in Harlem. Enjoy. Thank you. 
And so you have also recently written an original. Can you guys tell me a little bit about that as well? Oh, I, I wish Samuel so was here Samuel. because he is the genius, the mastermind, the artist behind this. Mm-hmm. He pitched it to us in one of our rehearsals uh, maybe a month or two ago. Um, I guess he just writes on his own time. And when we heard it, I was like, oh, my gosh, can y'all imagine playing this live? Yeah. You know, there was mm-hmm. just so much about it that was 
I don't know. Just braless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's called Undress Me. It was named by his mother. Who came to rehearsal and who was awesome. Shout out to Samuel's mother. Yeah, and I think we've been meaning to put some originals out for a little while, but we just were, I think, waiting for the time where we really knew each other's sound and we knew what our, like, group vibe was. And now that we have that, like, we all have decided to start bringing individual songs we've written and, like, bring it to rehearsal and then just all jam on it. And it creates... It's like beautiful sound and all of them are so different and we can go on so many different genres. But with Undress Me, like Samuel brought that and immediately everyone was like, I know my part. I know my part. I know my part. Like every single person was like, mm-hmm. I have it because mm-hmm. everyone knows what Samuel sounds like and everyone knows what Brawl sounds like. So it's so easy to like put our sound on ideas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We all, I feel like a lot of us also like, obviously it's part of writing music that you have this thing and then everybody kind of puts their pieces in place, but it, it all came together remarkably well yeah. and, and relatively quick too. Like like you said, we kind of just understood our parts and it each each part has our own little flair in there. Yeah. We'd been waiting a little bit to start doing original things too, I feel like, because we had been doing so many gigs, we were so all we could do was prepare the covers yeah. ready to play. And so we didn't have time to get to know each other. So that's why we took that break last semester mm. to really be like, listen, what are we doing? You yeah. know? <laughs> like it's time to figure out who we are as a band and not just what the crowd wants. What do we want as a yeah. band? How do we want to sound? What do we want to talk about? Um like and how I, serious are we too? That was a question that was has been floating around since the dawn of Brawlist time. Yes, exactly. Everyone just kind of, we just started the band and everyone had different views for how far we could go. Some people were just joining just to jam for a little bit mm-hmm. and, you know, just jam whatever. Band. And then there's yeah. like me who I'm like, my goal since I was like two is like to be in a band and like spread love and peace to as many people as possible, like tour mm-hmm. the world. Like that's my vision. Mm-hmm. So I was just like chilling until other people. That's the vision. That that's way. the brawless vision. Yeah. Spread peace and love to all the world. Yeah. And now I feel like everyone is kind of there. Mm-hmm. But it just took time to settle in, I think. Um, and so do you plan on recording Undress Me at any point? Yes. Hopefully. Definitely. Yes, we're working on it right now, I would say. Because getting into the studio is tough, I feel like, while we're trying to plan a bunch of stuff. And being students, once again, when do you have time to do anything? Maybe we can do it while we're sleeping. Maybe we can do it in our <laughs> dreams. I'll meet you guys <laughs> on the astral plane. <laughs> we can no longer about. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we do plan to record it. Definitely. That was the an- that's the long answer to yes. <laughs> and so so far, Samuel is the only one who's really like written something himself, and then you guys kind of plan on all joining in on that. Wow. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we actually have a second original called Secondhand. This is a song that I wrote over the summer, and it's a song that I wrote and recorded like as a solo artist, and it just like didn't go how I wanted it to. The sound was not as full as I'd liked it to be, so I kind of just put it on the side, and then I played it for these guys probably about like two rehearsals ago, really mm-hmm. recently, and just the sound that every we kind of just like listened and thought about what everyone could do. And the sound was just so full and awesome. And seeing that song that's really like sentimental to me and the lyrics are really important come to fruition in a band with all the people I love was just a really special moment. So we are working on that song and we're going to, I think we're going to debut it um, on the 28th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, we got to get coming up on the 28th. At the yes. pitch at the in pitch. Chapel Hill. Frog Fest, yeah. y'all. For yeah. Frog Fest. Indie yes. night. A mm-hmm. lot of indie bands, a lot of jams, good vibes. Mm-hmm. So these... And, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you do it. Oh, well, I was just going to say, so these two originals, are we thinking about anything else, guys? Oh, what are we, do, we are we about? maybe Are we maybe thinking about what if we released maybe like an EP or something? Yes, we oh, are thinking about that. In the works. That, in the I works. Mm-hmm. We have an EP in the works. I... um. I don't know how much we're sticking to this, but I texted the group chat over break and I was like, what if we all wrote individual songs on our own time with our own sound in mind and brought them to rehearsal individually? And then we all could have our own individual creative vision and be able to direct like one song each and then put it on an EP. Because I felt like it was hard sometimes to just be like, all right, let's write in rehearsal because we all have so many visions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we could definitely do a lot with the fact that that is true. And so I think this EP is kind of geared around our individual visions, but also how it sounds when we play it as a whole. 
Mm-hmm. Parts of a hole. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe that's a good mm-hmm. name. Hey, parts oh, of a hole. Yeah, write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everyone, everyone kind of writes a little bit on their own time. It's definitely easier when you bring something that's pretty solidified to practice. Mm-hmm. Just because like six people in a room playing their instruments <laughs> can be a little chaotic. Yeah. Nothing can get done. Yeah. Let's just say we all have a hard time focusing. Yeah. <laughs> right. There have been a lot of ideas thrown out. Some, <laughs> yeah. some weird 11-8 bass lines. <laughs> Don't get me started uh, with that. Yeah, we tried to write one time, and we probably spent over a week <laughs> figuring out just the time signature that we were even talking about. Let's see if we can figure it out right here in the studio. But yeah, a, a lot of, I feel like a lot of ideas are constantly being bounced around. Mm-hmm. And I think the ones, so far, the ones with like intention have stuck. A lot yeah. of times mm-hmm. I feel like, True. but you know, having more gigs, feeling more serious about it, like putting something out on Spotify, recording, it's all pointing us in a direction. And I feel totally. like that, that momentum is only building. Agreed. And so kind of going back to how you guys create a lot of different sounds as a band, um, how do you choose like what covers to play? Like I saw you guys um, play at Ruby Deluxe. Oh, that's sweet. Nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. We love Ruby. um, You guys started playing Lord, and I thought it was, like, really funny because I didn't see it coming. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It was really good. Um, (laughs) But it was, like, the other songs had, like, you know, much more of, like, a a jazzy sound to them. And so um, I really liked that, like, you had, like, a wide variety of, like, what you play. And so, like, how do you choose those songs or like is there any that you always come back to oh yeah so it's kind of a chaotic process but honestly (laughs) i'm just gonna say we just we just play songs we think are good (laughs) if we can all agree in the span of five minutes that we like a song enough to continue to work on it then we're just like we're gonna make this into a braless cover even if it's like we're planning on playing um uh, what's it called? Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spoil the surprise. No, Come yeah. on. Y'all didn't hear that here. That's all. Awesome. <laughs> that was a rumor. But <laughs> that is a song that has a, a known sound and a known popularity. Mm-hmm. But I think our intent is to recognize how good it is actually and how good Olivia Rodrigo is as an artist mm-hmm. and kind of add the braless sound onto that cover. So when we cover, we're not trying to exactly copy what that song is. We're just tr- kind of using the outline that the artist provides, which is which is really brilliant a lot of the time, and just kind of make our own sound onto that cover. Oh, Didn't really answer your question, but well, you know. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I like those thoughts. Certainly, a like well, obviously we don't if we don't like a song, like we're not gonna play it. We have songs that are barred from that <laughs> oh, we yes. played too we many times. List. I would say there, yes. there are a couple songs that we've just played a lot, but I think whenever we're choosing a set list, we do what we want. But we also, there is a, a good amount of intention devoted towards who are we playing for. Uh, it, if it's indie night, should we play something? If it's if we're in a fraternity, should we play Mr. Brightside? Like, <laughs> like there is very much uh, yes. There is a definitely, yeah, the process. And we, like, we also do think a lot about, too, like, where the song's placement is in the set, you know? Because, like, every set has certain energy that builds, and we like to focus a lot of our energy on the order of songs because it's really important and like I'm glad that rib surprised you and it kept you engaged I feel like that was maybe not the point we didn't know it'd be surprising or at least I didn't because we're the we play it all the time but it's like I really like that it kept you engaged like that's a really special thing and I'm glad that that happened for you yeah yeah, yeah. yes awesome. <laughs> I'm so that excited is to hear that point. honestly like wow I'll be thinking about that one and so switching gears to kind of like more about your performances. Um, do you guys have a particular pre-show routine or anything? Usually me freaking out. <laughs> I would say that's the first step of it because I feel like I'm the guy who's like, everybody needs to be there exactly when everyone says, <laughs> here's the true. parking information, here's everything you need to know. If you're not there, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Do you have your stuff? Do you yeah, have your stuff I'm kind of like, like the dad with the keys, like ready to rock yeah. and roll, you know? Yeah, doing head counts. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's a lot of me being like, 
oh yeah y'all like it's about peace and love like and remember like why we do this like we love each this other we love the crowd like this is decalming me down peace. like yeah. that's what i do usually typically for me it involves listening to janice joplin specifically mm. anything from her live at woodstock album very inspiring specifically summertime love mm-hmm. that song or ball and chain so inspiring and i think as a band we usually just huddle a little bit there's a circle a always bit. going on yeah. there is usually yeah. a little yeah, we just like just talking to each other. Like, I feel like we are each other's support system, especially yeah. before we play. Mm-hmm. And I think so. like it really helps. Like for me, I think something I always like to do for a pre-show routine is just like pack an extra change of pants in case I get too right. nervous, you know. <laughs> and uh, the, the huddles really help with that. You know, it gives me some privacy while I do a quick change. You know? <laughs> and I think we also connecting before is important because we yeah. are creating on stage and we're creating with mm-hmm. each other and we're counting on each other yeah. um, to be able to be connected. So I think place. that all of our, if, if, though we don't have any specific rituals, I would say that it's important for me to look every single person in the eye before we start. And I'm yeah. like, are you ready for this or what? Yeah. <laughs> or not. I usually also hit everyone with, you have to have good stage presence. I feel like every single, <laughs> especially recently, I've been like, Stage presence, think of it as your job, people. Like, every single time, <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's not Director an first, option. performers first. It's yes. part of your job as a rock star, yes. whatever. <laughs> like, you, it's not a choice. It's not something you can be comfortable or uncomfortable. You got to do it. Yeah. And, you know, that's, the, I feel like, the only time where I really am, like, I put my foot down or something. Because usually I'm like, la, 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 whatever. But with that, I'm like... Stage presence is important. It makes you're people a feel comfortable. This is your career. Yeah. Exactly. You know? like, like it's part of the job. And being uncomfortable is uncomfortable, but you have to learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable Amen. to succeed. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. But we love it. So mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. it's really great, I feel like, for me, because one of the things I think I do without fail every time, you know, we set up on stage, we get ready to start. I'm going to look over to my left or my right, and I'm going to look Will in the eyes, and with real true fear, I'm going to say, how does this one start? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's always there for me. Everyone's always there for me, so it's great. The only stress dreams about not knowing the song and how yes. to play it. Bro, yeah, everybody looks at me, what's next, what's next, what's next? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh you have the set list right there, yeah. man. You Trust your eyes. Trust oh them. Yeah. Trust your eyes. So. Um, and so is there a favorite or, like, I guess funniest like venue that you guys have performed at so far. I feel like Gizmos is a favorite. We love yeah. energy was there. It was a what the environmental frat had a formal there and yeah. they asked us to come back. Mm-hmm. We played there a couple times. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess I've played there once. That's right. Um, and I remember that was like I think my first major gig mm-hmm. with Brawless because the first one we, we had had before that was at the frat where no one really cared at all. Yeah, <laughs> we were background. Music. We, were. we were, and that was you know that was a great way to get my. Little tootsies wet, I would yeah. say, in the scene. Um, dip, dip, dip them in the pool there. Right. But then the Gizmos gig really got things started, and the energy in there was just magic. I would say from a, I uh, we when you performed at, at the frat, that was sort of background music. I wasn't able to play, and so mm-hmm. Malone, uh, a friend of the band, came and filled in very kindly. Super we nice. Loved Will Malone. Uh, Will Will Jugs. Malone. Uh, oh yeah, shout Jugs. out Jugs. Uh, and Malone. just from an outside perspective, just seeing. Y'all standing on a pallet in the middle of the <laughs> courtyard with like yeah. people kind of looking like, are they supposed to be there? Like, what's the deal? yeah, wait, like, what's y'all's like main street here in, in NC State? Like, you know, like what's Hillsborough? Hillsborough. Like, imagine like just off to the side of Hillsborough Street, we're on a wood pallet and like <laughs> screaming, like, uh, I don't even know, what Steve Miller playing? Band or yeah. something. Oh, Careless Whisper. So loud. Oh my goodness, Careless Whisper. That song will yep. flip me. As mm-hmm. a saxophone player, if there's any saxophone players out there, you hear my struggle and I know you relate. I can't play Careless Whisper. Ever. That's a bar song. Life. That song haunts my dreams, haunts my nightmares, haunts my day. I when I'm walking, I hear it in so my footsteps. No, Sarah. Sure. No, don't start. <laughs> but um, also, for Gizmos, uh, the environmental frat one that we did, that night, for some reason, I had an extra pep in my step, and I just we were trying to end the set on What's Up as an encore, and sometimes it happens where the band tries to stop, and then I start playing really intensely because I'm not done yet. And I'm like, He's you like, guys, we're not done. I'm not done. So I started just doing like, whatever I was doing, high notes, things like that. And Brawlers, like, all of Brawlers got and lied down on the floor around me and started hailing me on the stage. And everyone in the audience like, got down too. And I just was like wailing. My 
throat was caving in. My lungs <laughs> were hurting. Like, my vocal cords started rubbing together. Everything. My nose was weird. When you play too much loud saxophone, things start going crazy. Woo. But all I knew is that that was the last moment of my life. Mm. And I had to persevere. And I had laid yeah. down to honor your yeah. life. There's there. a picture of Sarah on the ground. <laughs> you can find it at B-B-R-A-L-E-S-S on Instagram. If Go you low. want to. If you want to. If you to. Yes. feel so inclined. It's a beautiful Instagram page. We put a lot of work into it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That gizmo gig, that gig in particular too, it was so special because afterwards, all of us were kind of talking and the consensus was like, there was just this sense of clarity. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. as soon as we started, oh, I feel I like I had it was, it was, it, yeah, it was a very powerful feeling. It was, it was super cool. That's what's been yeah. happening a lot recently, too. I feel like after our break, when we came back onto the scene, like after every show, I've heard every single person individually be like, this is the best one that we've done yet. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what the crowd was like, no matter what happened, like we have been really starting to find our sound and our feel. Yeah. Um, and so as soon, there is a moment, like I'm so stressed, so stressed, so stressed. I get to look everybody in the eyes. And then I'm like, all right, we're starting. And then yeah. suddenly it all just melts away because I know everybody yeah. is in and on and we know what we're doing. Yeah, and we're like, like that clarity, I think, was the first time where everyone was like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe we, we can. Maybe <laughs> we can do this, like, forever or whatever. Like, For reals. Everyone just in that moment after Gizmo, was like, I remember Samuel came up to me and he was just like, you know, before these gigs, I'm always like, hey, man, you know, way, whatever, like the way Samuel talks. And then he just was like... <laughs> And then after gigs, every time, I'm like, maybe I can do this for my future. Like, being a musician is so hard. But then after the gigs, every time I walk away being like, wow, that was the best moment of my life. Mm. I want to do this. Mm. I love this. And that yeah. stayed, I think, after Gizmos. That time, it didn't go away. Yeah. It was I lit. remember I had someone tell us who had been coming to our shows, like, for a while. And he was like, I've seen y'all play a lot. But this was the first show, the Gizmos show that y'all sounded like professional. Y'all sound like a freaking band. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is what it felt like. And I think we're all of kind of a friend group. And I think that's mm-hmm. why it kind of- <laughs> We are. It all melts away once you get on stage. I think that is a very true- Because you can trust say. your friends, yeah. yeah. You know, we're not just coworkers anymore. No, yeah. yeah. It's for real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so can you tell the listeners, um, I think you already said this, but repeat uh, the information regarding your upcoming shows? Absolutely, yeah. So we've got a couple things going on. The most uh, recent, no, next thing, the most next upcoming thing (laughs) is on the 28th at the pitch. Um, It's Frog Fest for Leap Year, also an indie night. So come dressed as a frog, obviously. But we're going to be playing there um, with a couple of other awesome, amazing, insane bands on the bill. It's going to be a great night of awesome music, so y'all should definitely come out to see us there. It's the Pitch in Chapel Hill. The Pitch yes. in Chapel Hill. The Pitch in Chapel Hill is going to, I think they're starting up indie nights like every month, once a month. So mm-hmm. We'll be playing there next month, too. If you can't make it here, mm-hmm. I mean this time, we will be there next month and hopefully forever. You know ever. what day? Of next month? Yeah. Is that the 22nd? It's the 27th of oh. March. The 27th of oh, March, oh. yes. 2-7. Right, mm-hmm. we knew that. There we go. Yes. So the 27th of March or February 28th are where you can see us at the pitch on Indie Night. And if you want, maybe, at your own leisure to see information about that, once again, we do have an Instagram, and it is mm-hmm. at B-B-R-A-L-E-S-S, B-Brawless. Yes. And then... How can people find you on Spotify? Is it just Brawless? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. We're on Spotify. We're also on iHeartRadio, question mark. Yeah. Uh, and Apple Music as well. Oh, is it a different name? On on iHeartRadio, it's Brawless the band somehow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Not but quite everywhere sure. else, it's just Brawless. B-R-A-L-E-S-S. Spelling B. Um, yes. But yeah, it's and we're on Apple there. Music, we're on Spotify, and I guess iHeartRadio as Brawless the Band. And YouTube Music. And YouTube as well Music. For all you all girlies clouds. out there. Anywhere you Shout can stream music, Brit. we are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you again to Brawless for being super lovely and awesome and coming into the station today and letting me interview them. Um, I will send the listeners off with a rehearsal recording of the Brawless original, Undress Me. Um, thank you for tuning in to the first episode of The Strip Down with DJ Ocean Spray, and you're listening to WKNC 88.1. Enjoy. One, two, three, four. I hear footsteps 